you've been looking for a podcast to help you transform your physical and mental one that'll shoot you straight between the eyes with truth and no bs helping you have the right mindset to accomplish things the iron will and fortitude to follow through with what you say you're going to do no excuses Mark owns martial arts schools, and after 30 years, he has some real insight for real talk, real life, real conversations, motivational, fitness, self-defense, weight loss, live from the Great 1-8. This is Real Talk with Mark Cox. Good morning, Daniel. How you doing today out there hey. in the in the East Coast? Yeah, you know, you guys don't well. really. I know we always talk about the East Coast. You guys don't really, uh, um, you know, care about us out here in the West Coast. Everything, everything that you guys do is out in the East Coast. I'm yeah. waiting for you and Emilio <laughs> to come out to the West Coast. It'll happen. Okay. It'll so. <laughs> yep. well listen so i'm looking uh looking forward to the interview i got to do you and your husband together but we get you all by yourself today so we're going to talk yeah. a little bit about what your accomplishments are and what your mm-hmm. the book that you've written the new book that you're writing and 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 what that looks like mm-hmm. and uh, so with no further ado i'm gonna have you go ahead and introduce yourself and then we'll get we'll get in on with the interview does that sound good yes thank you mark so all i want right. to thank you Uh, First of all, for having me on, I am honored to be here. You know, Mila and I have much love and respect for you. Uh, So thank you. And I am Danielle Roman, and the other half, I should say better half of Emilio and Danielle. Did (laughs) you say uh, the, did you say the better half? (laughs) No. Isn't that what most people say? (laughs) No. I'm just kidding. We know, we, uh, Emilio knows what the truth is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I said I'm the better half. That's oh, I'm you're the better half. You yeah. are the better. I thought you said, and my better half. I was going to no. go like, no, come on, <laughs> come on, Mark. <laughs> he he uses crayons to write with and stuff. Come on, he eats crayons. That's correct. So my son gets on him. It's funny. He's Air Force. Uh, Emilio being Marines, you can imagine that banter. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so oh yeah. The Air fun. Force is getting made fun of big time. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I am. Um, Emilio and I have something called the Co-Author Network, and we help people share their story with the world. And we've also expanded to AMA, Author Millionaire Academy, where, you know, we have a mission to help people make $1 million leveraging their story. So, you know, we can get into that a little bit uh, later if you like. Um, Mm -hmm. And I also have a book, Behind Closed Doors, I Survived Domestic Violence, and You Can Too. And that came about because of my story, which has to do with domestic violence. Yeah, so we're going to talk a little bit about that today. I think that's one of the main reasons we have you on is to is to kind of uh, bridge this gap. You know, in my business where I have a lot of people that, <clears throat> a lot of women that come take women's self-defense classes, and then it's pretty prevalent to, uh, by far, to see how many people have had some kind of a trauma uh, mm. in there, you know, and it comes out, you know, I'm not, trying to get a woman to break free of 
how they feel, you know what I mean? And, right. and the fear that they have is, uh, you know, it's, it's a task. I mean, I've had them where they're crying and hitting people. I've had them where they're so pissed off that it is fun to watch them hit people. Uh, <laughs> you know, we got these big suits, you know, that, you know, we have this big helmet and we have all this, you know, and they get to really hit and they really get to do, do see what it looks like to, uh, you know, to, to fight when they have to fight and try to break through some of those fears and, but some are really, it's, it's really tough. Some are just so broken that, uh, you know, they'll, they'll run out of the studio. Even I've had, I've had all the gamuts of, of that happening in women's self-defense classes over the years I've been doing this. So, but if I remember right now, part of your first book now, do you have different stories in there? Uh, is that correct? Is that's how the, how, you know, surviving it. Let's talk about the first one. Yes. So the first edition, it is, both of them are co-authorships. It's not just me writing the book. Mm. So yeah, this uh, first edition had 11 co-authors in here sharing their stories of, you know, surviving domestic violence and how they got out and where they are now. And, you know, more for, I I always tell my co-authors, you know, it's not about bashing, you know, the other person or putting any names out there because we don't do that. It's just share your experience, but leave it on a positive note and to inspire other women, especially young girls that are getting in these relationships younger and younger that, you know, they don't have to stay stuck in this and you can get out and be successful. And like a lot of these are entrepreneurs, you know, they ended up having their own business and were on a mission uh, with domestic violence organizations. So things of that nature. So, yes, we have the second one is also the same. We're going to have 12 co-authors sharing their stories of surviving domestic violence. And so with the, you know, we're both on the CLA, right? The Connected Leaders Academy. And have you met more friends through there um, uh, that have, for, for, have you met more women through the CLA that you've been able to connect with that have this, uh, a similar story as yours? I have connected with uh, a couple from the CLA, but I mean, they're not in the book or, or played on being in the book, but I have mm-hmm. connected with some women that, you know, have gone through domestic violence. Um, you know, a lot of the, the women that are in the second edition, they have been referred to me, you know, whether it was through, you know, a friend or someone that was in this book before, or, you know, things like that. So it's more like just getting referrals from, from other women or organizations. So let's let's talk. So what's the difference between the first book and the second book? And why did you decide to do a second a second one on there? Jose saying hi, by the way. He's seeing right hey. there. Hello, Jose. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And uh, um, oh, Anilda. Hello, Anilda. So yeah. the yeah, the the idea of the of the first edition, second edition is exactly the same. They're just, um, you know, I just moved on to the second edition because I had such a great response with the first one. So um you know, at the January Business Book Camp is where I launched the first one. Jose was there and it went number one bestseller that day that we launched it. That was pretty exciting because we had everybody there, you know. So because of, you know, the response I got, I wanted to put out another one just to, it needs more awareness. You know, domestic violence is is not just here, you know, it's it's a global epidemic. It really is. So it needs more attention and more awareness brought to it. So that's why I did the second edition so you talk about uh the domestic violence now over your experience and all the women that you speak with because i think you were just at another conference this weekend too correct yeah, yeah. it was a, it was at a, a a woman's conference or what 
it was uh, I'm Still Standing by Mar uh, Maria Grande. She puts that on. And it's really survivors of anything. We had cancer survivors there, domestic violence survivors, uh, gotcha. sexual assault. Yeah, so it was just a collaboration mm -hmm. of, like, whatever women have survived. So, yeah, that was that was really – that was a great experience yesterday. Have you seen any um, – have you come across any of domestic violence the opposite way? you have any guys ever talked to you about it? You know what? No, but I would love that. I've, I'm open to that. And I put that out there that I would love to have a uh, man, man's perspective, man's story in my book. I would totally accept that, but I haven't had any, any men come, come forth and, and want to do that, which so I understand why. Well, right. Cause no, no guy's <laughs> going to go, <laughs> no yeah. guy in my circle is ever going to go. Oh, my wife smacked me or something. No, it's just not, Yeah. I, you know, so I've always, but on the same token, you can talk to some guys. It's not the hitting as much as the, um, just verbal. the mental, just verbal beat down that, you know, guys yeah. are a little bit different. You know, we kind of go in a cave, yeah. right. And we just be quiet, ride, a, ride the storm. And, mm -hmm. and, uh, if the next day is better, we're just going to take that day and be good with it. You know what I mean? But you know yeah. how it is, you know, it gets relentless after a while and it's, uh, you know, that's just what, just what happens with, with guys. So I've, you know, looking at it, there's always a lot of domestic violence things, but never, never do you see a, a man jump on that bandwagon. It's, no. it's, it's, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. So I, they I thought should. they should, in my opinion, they should, because, you know, once they're out of the relationship, they have, you know, I know it's the whole ego and, and whatever, but men, you know, have healing to do too. You know what I mean? And, and have to deal with that and, or else they're just bringing that into everything else in their life, into the next relationship and, you know, uh, into their business, whatever it is they're doing. So they, they need to speak out just like women do. They really do, but it's a whole different mm -hmm. dynamic there. <laughs> yeah. Well, how did your, how did, you know, your story in the book, what, when you when you talk about surviving, what does that mean? Were you was was um, were you was it attacked? Where you're kind of in your face and getting screamed at all the time? Were you hit? What was that looking like? What does that look like? Yeah. So the first edition, what I did, I did the forward, and that's where I kind of touched on what my experience was. I had two abusive relationships, and this goes way back. My abusive relationship was when I was started at seventeen until I was about uh, mid-20s. So, um, yeah, it was, you know, at the beginning, like any relationship, like most relationships, it's, you know, first of all, I was very young. And this first person was like 11 years older than me. So, uh, but, you know, me, if you knew how I grew up, I grew up in a very uh, strict Italian household. I had that, you know, that straight from Italy Italian dad who didn't let the daughter do anything. So when I, I left home at 18, so that was like letting an animal out of a cage, you know, because I, not that my parents didn't, I mean, my dad was, you know, I always say he's, he's like the wisest man I've ever known. He barely finished eighth grade, but he's taught me like everything about life. So he, you know, prepared me for life, but like, unless you experience things, you know, you, you can't really know until you're in it. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I left home at 18, kind of just very trusting, very naive, not knowing a lot of things that were out there. And I say this all the time. I mean, I was sexually assaulted in my sleep when I was 19 and at 19 years old, I seriously had no clue that stuff like this even happened. That's how sheltered or, you know, naive I was to like what goes on in the world. And that 
I believe I always say hurt me and, and scarred me more than the domestic violence because that was just, you know, I couldn't even imagine. Like I, I could not believe something like that happened right to me. So, you know, again, like coming out and, and trusting this person it, you know, at the beginning honeymoon stage, all that, and then it begins, right. They kind of suck you in and then it begins and then you're already in, you know, and being that young and not even, realizing what's happening how do you get out right so it took me a couple years of you know hardly seeing my parents because i wouldn't go because of black eyes or bruises i had broken ribs you know st stuff like that and i couldn't i couldn't go see them because you know the one time i did visit them i was and i'm a tall girl i'm not a, a little person right i had to be about 100 pounds and that looks sick on somebody that's like five eight and you know and my dad's like, he seriously thought I had a disease, but it was the stress and everything I had been going through that I didn't share with them, you know, but obviously it shows, you know, and mm -hmm. so it, it just, it caused a lot of, you know, a lot of uh, issues with my family because I'm very close with my family, but that I just, I stayed away. And that's what most people do. You're isolated when you're in these relationships. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's interesting too to uh i'm i'm trying to uh, listen to your story and i'm like my, and my daughter you know um i have a daughter she's 21 now she had a relationship i think when you were 19 mm -hmm. and um i spoke to her about this about don't be pressured mm -hmm. and uh um and she was pressured uh but luckily, I have a. Luckily, I don't know if you agree with this or not. At least, you know, she has a, the where for all to come and speak to me about it and say, "Hey, Dad, this is what's." And not to mention, I would probe. You know, I mean, I'd be asking. I said, "Hey, I, I see you kind of moping around. Is everything okay? Mm -hmm. Is he being respectful? Is is, right. is 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 he pushing you to do something you do not want to do?" And uh, then it gets, you know, of course, it get brought out that, well, yes, I've got. You know, he keeps asking, Dad. I say no, but. And uh, I said, you want that to stop? And uh, she goes, yes. And I said, okay. So I made it stop. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? So him so and is I he had, still alive? Uh, well, just that was uh, <laughs> that conversation coming from a dad when your daughter comes and says, hey, I'm being pressured. Yeah. You know, I was pissed. Okay. And... Uh, I don't know if it's the best thing I ever did. It's not my highlight reel for sure, but he definitely was in the living room and I just like, I got up in his face. Mm. Right. And I said, stand up. And, uh, and he stood up, he's a little taller than me, but he's, you can feel him breathing hard and, and he's, he's, and I'm intent. Right. Mm -hmm. And I put my hand on his heart and I, he's beating really fast. I said, you feel that? That's exactly how women feel when you keep on doing this to them. Mm. And I said, if you keep on doing it, I said, you're going to go away here in an ambulance. I can tell you that for a fact. And then, you know, afterwards, and of course, my daughter tells me that even afterwards, she didn't tell me everything, right? And just how um, the words, man, some of the stuff he'd say or, they, you know, uh, about their bodies or or what you're wearing and just, you know, just kind of a beat, a verbal beatdown, right? And I'm like, yeah. You know, she tells me two years after the fact, you know, and I'm already oh. hot and bothered. I said, you want me to go back and talk to him again? Because this one will be a different conversation. Uh -huh. And, uh, you know, but it was, you know, it's it's hard for me. You know, I, I'm, you know, uh, women in general, uh, I'm, I'm a lot softer on, uh, even in my own school, you can ask everybody, 
Oh, it's one of the girls. You know, Mr. Cox favors the girls. <laughs> Whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. I wasn't always like that until I had a daughter. Then when I had a daughter, mm. it kind of softened me. You know what yeah. I mean? Because you know yeah. how you know women are. We have to talk to you. And it's not like a, my sons. I'm like, man, you better shut up or knock the yep, snot right it. out of you. Okay? <laughs> and, uh, you know, and it's like, you know, I didn't hear you. hear it? And I say something, you better say yes, sir. Right? This is how, mm-hmm. you know, you can't do that to your daughter at all. Right. Mm-hmm. So I was yeah, like, not today. Uh, <laughs> and, 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 you know, you have to talk, and then they start crying. You girls got this tear duct stuff that comes out, and it just, you know, that that's unfair fighting. Well, powerful, right? <laughs> I tell my cat that all the time. Yeah. I said, "Don't cry when we're uh, disagreeing on something. That's unfair tactics." Yeah. And because uh, uh, I can't cry, because then I'm like a wuss. So, you know, uh, so that's it. So interesting on, on just that, just listening to your story of being 19 years old. I can't imagine you think you have the world by the, by the tail, right at 19, but you really just are so naive to, to what's going on out there. So on the second book, now are you going to do another forward? Are you actually having chapters in, uh, in when do you try and have this book released on number two? Yeah, it's going to be released January when your book is going to be released. So oh, okay. It's be released, yep, at the Business Book Camp in January. So it is, you know, whoever's coming in now, it is cutting it kind of close. But, you know, they will have time to get their chapter. And here's the thing. It's 1,500 words, right? So if you have written, and, and even if you haven't, you know, I, I think you know, Mark, the way Amelia and I work. I mean, we help you, guide you, you know, through the whole process. Mm-hmm. But writing a chapter can be done in a matter of hours. And believe me, once... People, especially with, you know, stories like these, it just flows. You know, they have, I had someone uh, message me, one of my co-authors, she forgot. And she goes, I have 3,000 words. Is that good? I'm like, you got to cut that in half because, <laughs> you know, it's only 1,500. <laughs> but that she's like, I didn't even realize it just kept coming out, you know. And, you know, so uh, it's not really that difficult, you know, time-wise. So, so how many more, how many more stories are you looking for at this time? I have two available. You have two more spots. Chapters, yeah. So, um, so if I if we have somebody, they can get a get a contact with you. Is that correct? Yes, they can reach out to me either through Facebook, Daniela Ramon, or my email, championofwomen at gmail.com. Championofwomen.com. Now, what would and what would this book be called? Is this going to be another one? Behind, it's like, going to be closed? exactly the same. Yeah, exactly, exactly the same. same. Yeah, it said volume it's two. Correct. Edition. That's it. Exactly. Second edition. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So, so we'll look for that. I think I, I tried to send someone your way, but it, I guess it didn't work out on, yeah. uh, on that. She has, cause she has quite a story, believe it or she not. She does. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. it, it's, uh, and it's pretty awesome to watch her because, you know, she, it was hard on her, man, to uh, be in here and for me to try and break through her also. Um, and it's helped, I think, it's helped that she married a really cool dude. You know what yeah. I mean? And so, you know, when you got that that support system, it's a little bit easier to, you know, to kind of talk about what needs to be talked about mm-hmm. and, and all that kind of stuff. So I'm glad that that uh, Rachel was able to at least talk to you. So we'll see. Oh, yeah. In the future. Yeah, maybe down the line. Yeah. In. Yeah. Some, some so, women, they're just not ready. So know? so that's good. So you're looking for uh, another two more females to do a chapter mm-hmm. in the book. It, it's got to it's be has to be relatively pretty quick to write a chapter out for it. And uh, mm-hmm. and then. uh and this release will be on the same on the same weekend as we are. Yes. Then. January, January 6th and 7th. Mm-hmm. What made you decide to do a second volume? 
Um, just the the response I got from the first one, and you know, I, a lot of people reached out and they were you know inspired. And the women in the first one, people that reached out to them, you know, it really just solidified like, yeah, this is you know, I'm on the right path of like getting more awareness to this. Uh, like I said earlier, it's it's a global epidemic, you know, and mm. people women still feel like they don't have options. Like I even have I have a resource page in here, so yeah, that even you know, helps women to know where they can go for help because some women think, you know, they just have to stay stuck and they don't. And especially today, my story goes back 30 plus years, right? And there were resources, but a lot less than there are today. I mean, fast forward 30 years, there's so many, you know, women's organizations and safe havens and, and places that, that women can go. They don't have to stay years like we did. Yeah, I think, well, I think there's a couple things that took place, right, that that continued to help the movement. I think the OJ trial was one of them that made yeah. you, uh, that that brought awareness for sure. And, you know, I, you know, Danielle, for, to be like a devil's advocate, there's always mm-hmm. something. You know, I was in law enforcement for a while, right? And, yeah. and uh, you know, for a devil's advocate, there was a long time, too, that you could use abuse as a way to just, um, if a police officer came to the house and, and, and the wife said, oh, he hit me or he, you know, he did whatever. It's just go by the word. Yeah. And it was guilty. Okay. Sure. Until you prove yourself innocent. And so there was an abuse of that. Um, also for a long time, it was a way to get a, a quick restraining order, a kickout order uh, yeah. or whatever. So if there was an affair or something going on, you know, and then as police officers, when you show up and it's like, you know, for a fact that mm-hmm. and there's nothing that we could do. So this was the right. So it, it, you get all you know, this is the 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 dirty secret about about it. Right. Is mm-hmm. and how it, and how it can be abused just as much as it could be uh, helpful because yeah. you just don't know. You don't know when you show up, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, yeah. If there's any marks, of course, there's any marks now. Now it's a little bit even more prevalent, though. If there's any marks on on a male this time, uh, you can you can end up getting put in the bracelets and going off. You know what I mean? So definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's just one of those. That's one of those things that, uh, uh, you know, I, that I've I've personally seen. So, yeah. And I'm, gl- go ahead. Good. I'm, I'm glad that uh, I'm glad there's some books out there for yeah, this. And it seems like uh, those seems like. Uh, an easy read. I don't have that book. Yeah. I, I probably should get it. And, and I thought I sent that to you. No, no, I don't have that book. Oh, well, I'll definitely, I'll definitely send you one. Yeah. Because I think what I, you know, I like in my self-defense because I'm going to be able to use you now because I'll be, you know, I'm doing that speaker competition you guys are having in mm-hmm. November. Yeah. But the day before I have a massive women's self-defense class that I'm teaching there in Georgia. Cool. Cool. And if you send me the book, Mm-hmm. If you can get that out this week, because I leave yeah. next Wednesday, okay. I'll bring that book with me. And mm-hmm. I will even let women know in that class, hey, there she has two more spots. Okay. Because I'm probably going to have anywhere from 50 to 60 women in that class. Oh, that that's day. awesome. Okay. All and right. then I can always use these stories um, inside here. You know, this is, uh, and you'd be surprised, <laughs> you'd be surprised that, Sometimes mama bears come out. Sometimes you have to kind of push them out. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Uh, one thing I will tell you, though, that anybody that's a mother and uh, I can push that button 
and women will explode into, uh, you know, being aggressive and, and what they need to do. And yeah. if I mess up their hair, they <laughs> seem not to like that. And they uh-huh. really want to elbow you in the face. Yeah, so sure. there's that. <laughs> I've learned that, that if I really need to get something out of somebody, I'll rub her, the top of her hair and mess up her hair. And that just doesn't. That's, uh, that doesn't go well. <laughs> now Mark knows how to get to me because with this mop, he's like, yeah, I'm just going to mess with that mop. <laughs> so yeah. I told you, I think, too, when I come out there, if, if I'm going to come out early um, on on our, our, our book weekend, right? I, I, yeah. I'm coming out a day early. So oh, if you get a group of females, I'll bring some uh, pads with me. You know what I mean? Okay. In my in my luggage. And uh, okay. uh, if there's if there's a group of women that want to get after it a little bit i'll teach you i'll, I'll teach a little class out there we'll, we'll oh, find be a place awesome. to do it definitely so. yeah oh yeah we know exactly where we can do it our, our favorite park in the world cooper river park where you see us do our walks all that they have they got spots yeah so well, i'll come out early and we'll talk about that so well that's good so i'll we'll help promote that through so let's talk about some of the other stuff that you do uh uh, mm-hmm. Daniela, let's talk about i've got to meet you guys so everybody has an idea where our relationship started um it actually started through Jose's the one that um, connected us, yeah. connected us. Right. Mm-hmm. And I've always had this idea of writing a book. And when I first talked to Emilio, of course, talking to Emilio is, you know, him and I kind of, we're pretty similar in, uh, <laughs> right. Personalities. Uh, yes. Personality wise. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I said, I said, oh, I kind of, you know, and then I remember talking to Jose afterwards and I said, he, and he said, Hey, I'm with them also. And I said, you know, I, I was so apprehensive at first, right. To yeah. do it because I'm like, can I do this? Number one. And, and I just didn't know anything about it. I right. didn't know anything about it. You think that is super easy. Now it is super easy to throw a book up on Amazon, but right. I'll tell you what, you certainly don't get paid. Mm-mm. I'm going to tell you that. And yeah. so, uh, you can throw a book up there. You can put a book together, but uh, the process is to go through it. And you remember me in the in the beginning. I was super apprehensive. I was oh, asking yeah. questions after questions, and I'm like, man. Yeah. And then finally, I just said, you know, I can't. I'm having. I'm struggling mm-hmm. writing it. You know what right. I mean? And I can tell the stories. Mm-hmm. I can be in front of a group of people and tell the stories, but I'm having trouble. I'm having yeah, it's different it from point A to point paper. B, right? Mm-hmm. And so you guys had said, you know, you guys introduced me to, you know, part of your service was to kind of guide us to what we have to do, right? And he says, right. well, there is ghostwriting. And I thought ghostwriting was somebody just writes the book and I put my name on it. Mm-hmm. That's what I really thought it was. Mm-hmm. I I was so naive in the business of book writing anyway. I was like, man, I was just such a virgin in it, right? And so mm-hmm. I was like, mm-hmm. and then you guys, you know, I met, you guys turned me on to Abigail and right. then I hired her, and then the process started to unfold, right? And because of, uh, you know, so the, the co-author network is who who we who I signed up with, and that's yours and Emilio's company, right? right. Mm-hmm. And so she would sit with me every week. We'd have this thing, a discussion, almost like what we're doing right here on Zoom. And she right. would give me your stories, and I would tell my stories of this thing, how I got started in this how the deaths that I had to uh, to deal with in my studio, students that have passed away and how hard it was for me. Yeah. And all these 
all this stuff. And then she would take my stories and be able to transcribe them into words. Mm -hmm. And then I would go in there and edit through, okay, this, this, this event is a little bit different. And so it made the process awesome, yeah. you know? And so the other thing that your company did, so anybody that's kind of looking to write books, if you're listening to this, what, what the next thing is, I've yet to see a company, I see all kinds of publishing companies, but I've yet to see anybody put, put it out there. You have me on your shows. Right. Okay. Granted it's 4am, but <laughs> yeah, you know, but on those 4am shows, just so you know, I go to bed a little early. I get up early. I take a shower. I'm ready to go. And after that I do my workout. And every time I do it, I said, I should get up at four o'clock every day. Cause I yeah, get so thanks. much work done. From yeah. four to eight, I get so mm -hmm. much work done that I can yep. almost take the day off. You right. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so I tell myself every time, I said, I should just get up at four, but then I never do it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> I tell myself I should do it, but I don't do it. Yeah. And so you guys promote us and mm -hmm. you put it out there. You know, even when we had our covers. You guys do the covers for everybody, mm -hmm. and then you do a, a mock book so that we can have a book that is like there. That. It is there. It is right there, there just is. like that one, right <laughs> like beyond the mat. The mat. Yes, mm -hmm. and awesome. and so this has been a, an awesome. And I've had pre-sales now. I think I'm in the realm of I, I want to say I've sold one either between one twenty-five to one forty-five. That's awesome uh, in books, right? Mm -hmm. To try and cover cost. Because yep. let's be honest, I'm, I told everybody, hey, I'm going to be honest with you, man. There's a cost to write a book, okay? Mm -hmm. So, you, you know, if you're going to invest in it, you know, you, if you, I don't know, I guess if you're a writer, you can sit down and write, but you're still going to have to have it edited. Somebody's yeah. going to have to go through it. Put it together, and then you're going to yeah. have to look through the edits. And this is what I was just doing the other night. I was just going through some final edits of my own book the other night. And... I don't know. How do you deal with that when you're going through your final edits, right? I read through it and I'm like, oh, man, I don't like the way this sounds. And I have a I want you to tell everybody else, because this is one thing. If you're going to do kind of like what I did, which is kind of mm -hmm. like my life or whatever. I, I've told you and Emilio this before. I have the hardest time speaking about myself. Right. Yeah. And. um, and then, so when I hear it read back and I'm like, oh man, I find it. do I sound like an arrogant jerk off or what? You know what mm -hmm. I mean? So how do you, how do you get people to get past Some people don't mind talking about themselves. I'm just not one of them. Yeah. So how do you get past that? Yeah. Um, and you know what, to tell you the truth, I haven't had too many people really have that issue. They just kind of do it. I guess they work through it themselves because I mean, I think you're one of the first ones that actually said it out loud like I have a problem you know an issue uh, speaking about myself but I, I would just say you know what uh, it's it's not about ego you got to leave the ego aside you know you're sharing your story to help someone else you know so it's not like when you look at it that way it's not you bragging about yourself or you know like even when I speak about you know my experiences it's not about and there's nothing to brag about and that, that kind of experience you know so it's obviously just helping the other person helping other women that are either in this kind of situation or have been and for you you know i know uh, some of your story that's going to help you know so many especially young kids you know that have been bullied or you know have gone through whatever it is you've gone through so you're not you know bragging about yourself you're sharing 
experiences to help other people. That's that's how you have to look at it because that is truly what it is. Yeah, and I I had to come to grips with some of it because you know there there was a part of the book they wanted to talk about. Um, you don't I don't really speak about my rank and everything very often mm-hmm. because it sounds so mystical sometimes. Even me, I guess because I still train and I train hard and um, I'm still kind of on the low end of the jujitsu scale, right? I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not by any means even a, in a, in a black belt in that area, okay. but my initial art, right? Because I own, you know, I'm my instructor's highest rank. I'm the highest rank in the system underneath my instructor. Okay. And not a lot of people know that because I just don't talk about it mm-hmm. because when you hear somebody say, oh, I'm an eighth degree or a ninth degree. It sounds so cliche, right? And I'm like, it sounds, even when I hear it, I'm like an eighth or ninth degree. What does that mean? I'll tell you what it means. It means I'm old as dirt. That's what it means. Uh, uh, it means I've been doing this forever. I don't have some mm-hmm. mystical thing that I, yeah. I can blow on you and it's going to take your heart out of your system. You know what I mean? Uh, and so I just always had a hard time on what what that looks like. You know, ranking is just like anything else. Um, you, you know, a master chef or whatever you want to, you know, like what you want to do. It's just somebody that's been doing something and can teach something and have taught people how to do it. Or, mm-hmm. you know, and I've promoted, you know, hundreds and hundreds of black belts and I've taught thousands and thousands of people. Right. And but I guess I guess what it is, Daniel, when you're kind of in in the in the moment yeah, you don't really see how big the moment is. I don't know if you've if if you've ran that in with other people. I didn't realize that until I read the book, read through the book again. You know, I read all of it. I went through everything on Sunday. That was my Sunday. I was going through my entire book again and reading through and just me reminiscing back. Like, wow, I I when you step out of it and you look back in and you're like, man, I can't believe I did all that stuff. Right. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. I think what I think yeah. one thing that you say all the time. Uh, I hear you and me, Emilio, say it all the time is mm-hmm. if we don't tell our story. Someone else will. That's correct. And it won't be how you would tell it. And and here's the thing before I forget all, all the accolades that you were saying, especially in, in what you do, um, because, you know, bullying is, is, a, is a real personal thing to me because my son uh, was bullied all through grade school and that was just heartbreaking. And um, so for you, the main thing, not that you're bragging and, and everything that you're eighth degree, ninth degree, whatever it is you've accomplished, you want to really, you know, highlight that because that is going to show those kids that are, you know, insecure and have no confidence and are being bullied that look, I went through this and look where I am. You know, you can get there. You know what I mean? That's so inspiring to, to young, especially young men. You know what I mean? They're very, you know, men feel like they have to be macho and, you know, and not show emotions and this stuff, but they go through stuff. And I, I just saw my son and today my son's 29 years old. And believe me, because of what happened to him, I mean, he went into the air force. He's, you know, he's done well, but that is still, that still stays with him, you know, because I see how he is with his son. He's like, my son's not going to be bullied, you know? So that stays, you know, he's already teaching our little grandson Tomas, like, you know, you're going to defend yourself. He's getting them into, uh, karate or something very soon he just turned four so i think he's going to start getting because that stays with you mm-hmm. you know but it's good you know like it's, don't look at it as bragging you are inspiring these young boys that think you know they don't they can't do anything or, or they're being so beat down mentally that you know they're not going to be able to accomplish but look what you did you know so you want to show them yeah you can get to you know to that no matter what yeah. you go through i think that yeah i think that's really some really good advice i have uh, e- e- it 
it took me a while and it took Abigail, even when I went through the final edits, even some of the stuff, uh-huh. I still changed some of the stuff in the, in the thing. And I think on the final edit, I added some stuff because there's certain, th- anybody that knows me knows kind of how I talk. Right. Uh-huh. And so, um, I, I switched a little, so, some of the wording up a little bit. So it sounds a little bit more like me, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, cause you know, in one of the chapters, it talks about my mistakes as a, as a, as an instructor. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and even, even today, I still, there's some things I work on on myself. Like I can walk in and I have all, all my, all my parents here and I don't always say hi to every one of them. And I should, right. I've got so much on my head and I just kind of walk in and everybody stops. Mr. Cox is here. Everybody pay your respects and da da da. And so, and I forget to do that. Right. And I talk about this in in the book about, mistakes I made are not having enough affirmation. You know, I'm not a big, Hey, you did an awesome job. You know, I'm not, you get a compliment from me and you know, for a fact that it was, you, you know, Mm -hmm. but I didn't realize you, the power of words either, uh, uh, on how important it is to get an affirmation from the instructor that that, the people crave it. You know what I mean? And I don't want to give it away like candy either. You know what I mean? Because I don't mean, it doesn't mean anything anyway. Losing value. Yeah. I, I talked about this and I said in one of the one of the things that you know I remember as a young man before I had kids, I'm like, your technique sucks. You know what I mean? That's right. Mm-hmm. And then some of my students today, because when I say that sucks, it's almost an affirmation. You know what I mean? Oh, Mr. Right. Cox says I suck today, so he's watching me, so that's awesome. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I, I had to write that in the book, like uh all the, the to, to the ones of you that just read this. Uh, I know that when I tell you you suck, sometimes it's an affirmation with an LOL after it. You know what I mean? Okay. Because people know me. And right. so I was able to do that a little bit in the book. So that was fun. Mm-hmm. And what's so on your next. What's the biggest hurdle when somebody's riding? You, you guys have this uh, stuff here because I try and push people now that they should write. Right. I try and push them now. Every studio owner that's had a school for more than 10 years mm-hmm. should write a book. Absolutely. Write a book because the stories that you're going to tell is going to be different than my stories and everything else. And, and I think, uh, I think I've talked to you about Carson before too. Carson Fortner should write a book. He's not been around as much as his, but his special needs, Mm, um, the ability to what martial arts has done for the special needs community. Yeah. Has been awesome. And, um, even when we were doing the books, I thought about, we thought about having him come down, meet me there and bring Austin who's down syndrome. Oh my, oh. you cannot be in a room. Okay. Yeah. Without be, without beaming ear to ear with this kid. Oh. Okay. And so he's so fun and martial arts just changed things for him. How old is he? He's now, how old is Austin now? He's starting to get a beard now. So. Uh, he's probably, probably in 16 and 17 in that area. Oh, now we've okay. had him since he's a little kid. Right. Oh. And then we, he's growing up in the martial arts and it's been, it's been awesome doing that. So what, what, how do you, um, what's the biggest hurdle that most people do when they sign up? So let's say our group, for instance, that's with you right now. So we, yeah. we've, there's a good group of us that's with co-author network. Um, what mm-hmm. is the biggest hurdle that you see that most people, when they decide they want to write a book, cause everybody wants to be a black belt too, just so you know, but nobody mm-hmm. wants to do the work. Yeah. Everybody wants to go to heaven. Nobody wants to die. That type <laughs> of thing. Right. Uh, yeah. 
So what, what's the biggest hurdle that people get and how can you encourage them to get past that? Yeah. Most people think it's so difficult to write a book like you did right at the beginning, you were, you had no clue and most people don't, you know, I mean, a lot of people that we've uh, dealt with though, they have been writing. They're like, Oh, I have a perfect example. Sister Sonia, right? Sonia Lewis. She, mm -hmm. she, she's awesome. Um, she's been writing since she's like eight years old. She goes, I have journals after journals after journals. So she's has it written, but she just didn't know what to do with it. Right. So she, she was a little ahead of the game because she was, she was a writer. She's, you know, great at writing, just had to get it all together. You know what I mean? And figure out what it was, what stories she wanted to share and get it organized. But for somebody who doesn't write, you know, at all, they, they, they just think because I'm not a writer, I don't write. I can't get a book done. And obviously you learn because we introduce you to ghostwriting, right? So right. We, we could take the, the uh, you know, that part out of it if you don't want to be bothered with the writing. So that's, that's the biggest thing. It's just people think, well, I'm not a writer. I don't, I'm not good at grammar or I don't, you know, it doesn't matter. You know, there's, there's something, there's always, you know, something to help you along the way, just like the ghostwriting. We have editing. We have, so we tell people just dump like do an outline, right, of what you want to share. doesn't have to be in perfect sentences, not perfect grammar. Just get it out. And then, you know, we have people like Abigail that just put it all together for you. So luckily, so, I, you know, I, I always call you guys my coaches, right, because mm -hmm. I, I believe that, you know, anything you do in life, you have to have kind of a coach that's kind of pushing you along, right? And then when you're not doing things, you need a coach that's going to give you a little bit of tough love when you need it and, like, uh, you know, get up off your ass and, and, and mm -hmm. get done. Okay. You got, we have deadlines to make. This is the deadline you need to do it. And I, here's what I've learned. If there wasn't a deadline, mm -hmm. you'd never get it done. Exactly. Okay. So, mm -hmm. you know, those deadlines are, are, are a good indicator of that because Giselle was on me and I told her, man, I had a really busy week, man, down in an instructor too. And she's like, I know, but I need this by this day. Mm -hmm. And so on Sunday, that's what I did. I did it all day. And so, uh, you know, because she was on me about it, and and we're coming up on this, I and mean, we got to get to to the very final book, and yep. then it's got to be printed or whatever it, whatever mm -hmm. the next the next thing is doing. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I wanted to. So both you and Amelia have both been involved in writing books for number one. So the, the, so we have coaches that have already done it, and right. so you guys we we get to uh, ride your coattails on the mistakes you made for us not to make them if people listen. People got to listen, number one. You know yeah. what I mean? You can't see, you can't uh, say that you're going to do something better on something that you've never done, right? right. So it's like uh, you've never thrown a punch, but you're going to teach me how to throw a punch, right? It's just, <laughs> it just doesn't, that's not going to, that's not right. going to fly. And so then it, now you've transferred the co author network into what's called AMA. Let's talk about that. See, I even got my cup from you. You see, it's right here. Yes, I got mine too. See, <laughs> there we go. So we're having coffee yeah. with, the AMA cup. Let's talk about what, what that is. Yes. So Emilio created AMA, uh, which is, you know, uh, co-author network is the parent company, right? And then there's AMA Author Millionaire Academy, where it's one movement, one mission, $1 million, where we help you, the author, um, learn how to leverage your story and, you know, in order to, to make uh, an income. So it's not about, you know, what we always say, like, selling a million copies of your book right it's never that i mean you could you know you could be we were just watching something last night uh i, I don't know if you're familiar with the author james patterson he's apparently the best world's best-selling author for i don't know how many years now sold 
millions and millions and millions of copies of his books. But for you or, you know, let's say Jose or other authors, it's about leveraging your story, uh, you know, making an impact and influencing people in order to make an income. So whether it's speaking engagements or, you know, more people, you know, promoting your, while you're promoting your story, you're promoting your business, right? Your martial arts studio, that's going to bring you more people, you know, you're going to get out there and speak. So there's, there's 101 ways that, you know, you can make uh, an income with your story. So that, that's pretty much what AMA is about. And, and with the membership, you know, you've been on our weekly calls. It's about connecting, you know, with like-minded people. So you, you always get some kind of value on these calls. I mean, you know, you've been on them uh, many times and you see the people that, you know, hey, I'm having an issue. Like Amelia always asks, how can we serve you today, right? So someone will come up with, hey, I'm dealing with this right now. So there's going to be somebody, if it's not me or Amelia, there's going to be somebody on that call that can help you, you know, with your issues. So that that's just kind of a, what Amelia would say, Reader's Digest version of, you know, the AMA. So, yeah. So, you know, and that's, I think that, I think you've hit on something that I think that other, this is the next, the next level for me, right? Mm-hmm. I re, it's kind of like getting a black belt, right? And I feel like in this world, I'm in the middle ranks, which would, in my karate world, would be a blue or a green belt, right? I'm in the intermediate ranks now. Mm-hmm. I'm not in the beginner ranks anymore. I'm now I'm in the intermediate. I'll graduate once the once it's published and it's we have our event. Okay. We'll start graduating in, mm-hmm. and then. But in myself, and I tell all my students, if you're going for first degree black belt, you need to start thinking about what second degree black belt look like, because becoming the black belt is easy. Being a black belt is hard. You know, and you got to continue training. And so I've already in my head wanted to do another book on and I've. But I want to do something that is more teachable. A book that you can also have an event with, you know what I'm saying? Um, You know. And and I've already have kind of the the, it down, right, you know, Mm -hmm. 10 uh, you know, 10 easy black belt strategies for business and life. Right. Okay. And, and then you have these 10 chapters about what this looks like, what it looks like on the mat, what it looks like here, what it looks like from the mat, what it looks like in business, you know, little things, Um, you know, how you can get caught in a position and either you're going to tap out or you're going to figure a way out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so what's your thought on, on when it comes to writing books if you if you want to make a business out of it mm-hmm. do you believe something like that is is worth investing time in a book of that type of nature yeah absolutely there's there's a lot of authors we do that have uh workbooks right is that what you're kind of right getting at? Mm-hmm. having a workbook yeah that that's awesome for your type of business or you know, whatever business you're in, sharing tips and tricks, let's say, of the trade, right, of, of, of whatever it is you do. So that that's an awesome idea. Definitely. Yeah, this is so this is on my on the next one. So in your thing where it says, you know, the AMA where you because people are like, how am I going to make a million dollars off writing a book? It's not just the writing of the book. Uh-uh. No, you know what, what I mean? Yeah, what I had just said, like, it's what sharing your story will attract, right? You're going to attract more connections. You're going to attract more business to, you know, what it is you do, uh, speaking engagements. I mean, there's people that, you know, get, get paid thousands for one hour speaking. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. 
imagine getting, you know, two or three of those a month, add that up in a year, you know what I mean? So, you know, that, that, that's, that's what we're, we're sharing with people is, you know, it's not just about selling the million copies of your book. It's what sharing your story and leveraging your story can bring to you and your business. I have found that even in the podcast world, right? Because I invested a lot of money into having a professional looking podcast, right? I've got lights on me and I've got top mics that I'm doing. And, and, uh, you know, I have a studio inside my, inside my office here is where I do my, my, uh, podcasting Mm -hmm. and, um, and I wanted it looking professional, but I've been doing podcasting now for three years or more now. Right. I started it more back in the pandemic and I was like, People think because you have a podcast that there's some authority that goes with it. Mm-hmm. And and because I do it, I don't really realize how many people listen until you go look at your stats and you're like, right. oh, man, there's 10,000 there's 10, listens to that. Holy, yeah. I, I can't believe that. And uh, or how many people looked at your the average of how many people uh, listen to a podcast or whatever, which is. Which it, but then people get to have be on here and they, and even yourself right now, once I, I'll, I'll edit this to do audio also, then you're going to get to go share this on your network and say, Hey, listen, here's, here's a podcast I did. We talked about books, talk about what I'm looking for and about it. You guys can go listen to it and you can get, you know, you can get questions answered that you have. Right. And so I think that, uh, the book is the same thing. I think that was one of the main things you and Emilio told me, uh, in the beginning, and I didn't understand it until now, uh, you know, in the last couple months of uh, when you have a book, mm-hmm. you're looked at like you have an authority in that area. Exactly. It's such a weird dynamic to me mm-hmm. because I've experienced it now. You're writing a book. You wrote a book. It's very impressive. Right? I, it's like the right? wow factor. I, mm-hmm. You know, I guess it's the same thing as when people say you're a black belt for real. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And because yeah. not everybody does that. Right. Exactly. Uh, we, I, in my world, everybody does it. Yeah. But outside the world, no, hardly anybody does it. Right. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it's that was an amazing uh, phenomenon for me. And because of your guys's company, it was able to even bring it to more to the to the you know forefront. So yeah. let's talk about what's happening, what you guys are doing. Now, here's the next thing that you guys do for us, right? Here's your company, mm-hmm. right? So you have co-author network. Now, I was able to do a speaking. You did one, what was it, a few, four months back or May something 14th. like that? Yeah, May 14th, yeah. May 14th. 14th. Mm-hmm. So I told you that I couldn't be there in person because I was at a test in Georgia. And I said, yeah. hey, I'll get on and I'll do a virtual. Uh, let me be one of the speakers and I'll do it virtually. So. Yeah. I paid in for the the speaker competition, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> and then that was that was uh, your husband finally joined us. Oh, I don't know what. Thank he's you been for showing up. Oh, <laughs> no, he had an goodness. appointment. <laughs> he had an oh, appointment. Oh my gosh! He's excused. You better watch the replay. <laughs> <laughs> um. So. Uh, um. The so what so what I did is so you guys had the speaker competition and that was a really a hard deal that I knew it would be hard for me to do any winnings because I can't I can't engage with people you know I'm better right. like when I can see you face to face and I can crack some jokes and mm-hmm. and uh, uh, or you can see an emotions on somebody's face or their you know your voice will get a little bit lower and yeah. um, or your excitement will come up or however that looks um, uh, I know you were talking about. 
this is Emilio. Of course, we're talking yeah. about you. Duh. Mm. Come on, Emilio. <laughs> um, uh, we were talking about how you eat crayons a little bit while ago. That's what we're talking about. Um, so, <laughs> uh, we, so when I did that speaker competition, this is the other thing about your company that's awesome, right? So you hold these events and allow yeah. us because me personally – where I'm at in my, you know, I, I like to get on the mat and I like to teach, you know, I'm trying to turn my, uh, the business side over to my son a little bit more so okay. that, um, you know, he can run the school and, and I can do what I do. Like, I like to teach. I want to go out and promote this book. I want to start speaking. That's what I want to do. So, uh, and so that's what, that's where, and then you guys give this opportunity, and then we yeah. can start fine fine tuning those skills because that's the next skill set, right? Is to yeah. how do you come across? And it was important for me to get the feedback because, and I got good feedback. I didn't win that competition, but I got good feedback. Oh, you that, did amazing. Uh, yeah. That uh, the the room was moved, even though I couldn't see oh, yeah. it, and and uh, and that kind of pushed me forward. I, even in my book, I talk about this, right? Uh, motivation and discipline are two different things, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, you learn more from your your losses than you ever do from your wins. But you need your yeah. wins in order to move you forward. And that was even though I didn't win uh, a trophy or whatever, uh, I did win at the point that, OK, I moved the audience. So now I'm going to have to get a little bit better. And if we're going to have to, you know, virtually you're going to have to get better. There's just no other way around it. You know what I mean? Because right. virtual is a, is a thing that's happening these days. Uh, Tony Robbins does it. Yeah. Tony Robbins got 10 million people watching him now. You know, he can fill up. Uh, a virtual stadium mm -hmm. bigger than any stadium that he's been in. Right. Right. And he does, you know, he, of course he's a professional speaker, but he does a fantastic job. I watch him constantly when he's on thing and he's just, he's really good at what he does. And mm -hmm. so you guys got another speaker competition, correct? That's coming up for us yes. to try. Yep. Okay. November 5th and 6th. And you're going to be a part of that. It's going to be on the 6th. Actually, the virtual event is November 5th and 6th, but that's Sunday between 12 noon and two is the speaker competition and there's still a couple spots available for that. So that is, I have the trophy. If you give me a second, I think it has your name on it, Mark. It so, does. Yeah. Oh, look it's at that. Emilio go. had your name. He scratched it in with crowns. <laughs> of course he did. <laughs> of course he, he did. Mark the only problem is he probably spelled it wrong. Yeah. The Marines and all, you know what I mean? Well, you know, you know, that's just how it is. But <laughs> so, so yes, this and a thousand dollar cash prize. So right, so yeah. yeah, so I signed up for the speaker competition now, and this one, which is awesome, this time is mm -hmm. I've looked about a little bit about on on what it's going to look like because it's all virtual, correct? Yeah, this one is virtual, yeah. Right, but on a, a little different. Remember, we spoke on it about you know what it's like for me, and I can't see the audience, but this time it's going to be more like on a Zoom type of call where you can see yeah. the audience. It'll be better or, for you. Yeah. Right. It, it'd be better where you can interact and, and you can mm -hmm. laugh and you can carry on. But I think I'm going to try and up the competition. I think on that day I'm driving to Savannah mm -hmm. and I'm going to do my virtual sp spot from Riverwalk. Oh, okay. so uh, my background will be uh, the Riverwalk in Savannah, right? In Savannah, mm -hmm. Georgia. So uh, it's either that or I'm going to this really old graveyard uh, oh, geez. <laughs> uh right that they have there right and i'm gonna do it from the graveyard mm -hmm. and i'm I don't gonna know. speak that might, about 
Yeah, what are you going to speak about, Mark? Well, <laughs> we could speak about <laughs> we could speak about how final death is, and if you don't get your dreams in order, this is where you stay, and this is where your dreams are buried with you. I thought Ooh, about that. Yes, Les Brown. So, yeah, <laughs> a lot of people say that. Yeah, and uh, and so uh, I don't know, but I'm I'm see I'm already kind of gearing up because Jose just came on here. Yeah, and I plan on kicking. Uh, uh, the fire out of Jose in that competition anyway. Yeah, I'm um, not sure he's competing that weekend. Oh, I don't think he is. It's okay. Cause he doesn't yeah. like second place. No. Um, so listen, we talk so much smack to each other. It's not even funny. Oh, I'm sure. You know, so yeah, I told so, him you that's know, why he doesn't want to do martial arts. Cause he keeps smoking these cigars all the time and putting uh, all this garbage. Same with Emilio. So, yeah, don't get me started on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ugh. So anyway, so, moving along. <laughs> um, Thanks, Jose. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so I, I think I think that I appreciate you guys as coaches on how you put events on, and then yeah. you put stuff. Now here, let me let me just I want to get real with everybody if I can, you know. Um, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> see Jose talking smack. Is- won't be won't available, be available like you but it, you didn't Mark. want it, Mark. Okay. Hey, some people are scared, bro. Everybody <laughs> needs the first loser, which is second place. So it's okay, bro. <laughs> it's all good. I'm glad you saved that for someone else. Um, so the uh, the you guys give us this opportunity. So let me just tell everybody that if you guys are doing things like this, and not just in Co-Arthur Network or or your or the AMA, what you guys are doing, this is just in in general. If you want to get excel in something, you've got to put yourself out there. Right. And if there's something new, sign up for it. Whether you're scared to do it doesn't matter, right? It's about mm-hmm. it's it's about the process and it's about doing, not about wish I was doing. Because right. you're gonna wish yourself to death, right? Yeah. And then that's what's gonna happen. And you, and you just don't want to see that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that uh, people if they if they would put that perspective out there uh, they you know if, if the opportunity is there do it it doesn't matter if you crash and burn right. okay because you're I not going to crash and burn every single time you're just okay. not you know because i remember you know even my some of my early tournament days man you want to talk about crash and burn oh mm-hmm. my gosh mm-hmm. okay uh I, you know everybody lives i tell everybody you live a facebook life you got filters on you had the highlight of your day, which yeah. lasted 30 seconds, mm-hmm. and the rest of the day was shit. So, uh, right, and, and you know, so you're fighting with your 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 spouse or whatever, and the day sucks. But this Facebook clip is awesome, right? This is how my life is, and so uh, mm-hmm. I encourage people that hey, if it's gonna be, uh, if it's if you're gonna go after it, man, get after it, and. Yeah. And, and try it out. Put your feet in. If you got two more s- spots out there, and anybody's listening yeah. to this, I think you ought to you ought to get a hold of Amelia and Daniela, and uh, and and sign up for it, and and do your thing. Yeah. So I appreciate that. I appreciate that grow. from you guys as coaches mm-hmm. being able to put things out there for us to kind of give a try to. Exactly. That's so. you know that's why we do this. So you know people learn and they grow. And you know if you don't win you know, the first time and then you try again, you just get better and better. There, there's no downside to it. You know, you're only going to keep getting better. Right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely true. Absolutely true. I was looking through some other stuff too. Um, it's funny. I, I went along, I was watching somebody about, you know, to make yourself better. Uh, 
at speaking, right? And so they had some four bullet points, and one of them was just turn the video off and listen to yourself. Then turn the sound off and watch your video mm. with no sound, Okay, which sucks because <laughs> you're just like, what the, you yeah. know? And then, because and I'm my own worst critic anyway, and then what you do is you transcribe and you look at how many times, because I even here, I, I recognize it when I'm going, uh-huh, um, and this, right. and, uh, and, uh, and then you transcribe and you start taking a red marker and looking at everything. You, every time you do it, you're like, oh, my goodness. Right. You know, so you can't really do those things in the public speaking here. It's like, you know, we're just having a conversation back and forth, you know, on my right. podcast. It's just, you know, I try and make everybody kind of comfortable. and We just kind of talk back and mm -hmm. forth and have some coffee. Mm -hmm. And uh, by the way, Emilio, I do have your cup on today. You see that? Yep. Um, representing mark's representing that's correct i should have <laughs> wore the amish shirt I, unfortunately i wore my cop shirt today these are the el monte police department cops that were killed oh, oh, yeah. my i don't know if you guys know that my jiu-jitsu instructor that was his partners that were killed that could have been oh, my jiu-jitsu wow. instructor that day he works oh. for the el monte police department it was a a brutal thing that 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 happened so yeah i remember you posting but, that's terrible so let's do the last thing here daniel because we're coming up on an hour now you yeah. now now let's talk about this little cooking thing that you do hey it's not little okay <laughs> so uh what made you trans there's no way you can do all that and be on 75 hard that is a guarantee no i can because you know what okay. i don't eat 90 percent of what i make uh, well, you might be able to. There's no way Emilio's doing 75 hard when you're cooking that stuff at home. Okay. No. Emilio be 75 soft. That's yeah. what he's going to be. Okay. Right. So, uh, mm -hmm. the, so let's talk about you. Did, what made you decide to do this little business or did you have a restaurant before? Is that what you had? Yeah. Yeah. I, well, backstory, I've been cooking since I'm like seven, eight years old. I already told you growing up with my dad is, you know, that Italian, everything was homemade. My mom was, you know, stay at home mom, everything was homemade. So I had to um, stay next to her and my grandmother and, you know, watch them cook and learn at an early age. But the thing was to me, even at that early age, it was never like a chore. Like I enjoyed it from then. And that just kind of, you know, through my whole life as a teenager, as you know, uh, early adulthood, I was always like whoever, whatever, events were going on or you know weddings or parties i was catering it so i really enjoyed it and then i yeah i did have a restaurant for 20 years um at the university of pennsylvania which is you know over here in uh pa so i did that and i used to do catering so now that's just my passion right so what i'm doing here with emilio and the books you know this is our business but i had to follow like where my heart is you know and i love I just love cooking. I love creating, you know, meals and feeding people, you know, Emilio could attest to that, you know? So, but here's the thing, everything I make, this is what I do, even though they look fattening, whatever, I have healthy alternatives. So that's what I, you know, what my kind of specialty is. I have healthy alternatives to lasagna or, you know, meatballs or whatever is people look at as fattening. So, but yeah, that's, that's kind of where I'm at now because I want to again, own, uh, a space in the city or even here in New Jersey and uh, have my own place again. So that's really Oh, so goal. you're trying to inspire to go back to getting that, huh? Mm -hmm. But not a big restaurant or anything like that. Right. I want like a cafe type, you know, where I can serve maybe 10, 15 of my items, but have, and also, you know, multi-purpose, have it as a place to have book signings and readings and you know what I mean? So kind oh, of that's kind of, yeah, that's awesome. Right. Yeah. 
So we have a little thing here that opened up right here in my town, Chatsworth, right? We, mm-hmm. It's called Muscle Macros. It's a little mm-hmm. tiny place that you, you can sit there and eat, but maybe six people at a time can eat in there. Mm-hmm. But that's where I get my meals. Mm-hmm. I pick them up every, every Sunday for the week. And, uh, um, and just so easy and, 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 in a healthy way of right. being able to eat. So you just don't eat fast food all the time. And you are yeah. correct. I've seen some of the meals and, uh, a- absolutely can be keto for sure. hundred percent. Cause mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm not a keto life guy, but, uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's fun to watch. Um, but when I see like the Philly cheesesteaks shoved in that big bun, and I'm like, Mm-mm. <laughs> yes, I can't even look at it. I mean, man, I'll be like uh, the Oompa Loompa girl, that purple girl, uh, if I even <laughs> look at that kind of carbs. You know what I mean? Right. It's something that in my life I talk about a little bit in my book. You know, I've always been kind of a big guy, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, I was lifting weights when I was 12 years old. You know what I mean? So I really wasn't fat per se in in junior high school, but I was right. certainly bigger than everybody else. So if I stand in line, my shoulders are out here, my mm-hmm. arms are bigger than everybody's. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. but then I, I got into powerlifting out, out, out of school and I was just like, there wasn't any of this type of thing. It was just like eat and lift heavy stuff. And that's yeah. what I did. Right. So I didn't have a bodybuilders uh, build by any means, not like Amelia. Amelia went the bodybuilder route and yeah. I didn't really have that. Uh, you know, so, you know, you get fat over the, over time. And I've always been kind of a heavy athlete. It's kind of weird. If you look at me, you're like, there's no way that this guy does martial arts, right? Mm-hmm. And then I can kick you right in the face if you're six foot two. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, uh, don't judge books by its cover. Yeah. And I, I think that's a really, uh, I think that's one thing I've learned over the years is mm-hmm. you do, I, I, I don't, I don't discount what anybody can do, man. Cause I've had exactly. it from all gamuts, man. And mm-hmm. so, it's it's fun to watch you do go after your passion. I didn't really know you had that passion that you wanted to do something of like like that mm-hmm. again. I mean, I think that's yeah. uh, I think that's 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 just what it is. Mm-hmm. I think that's why I want to do the the speaking part, right? I, I, as much as I love teaching, and I love to teach, if I could just teach, I'd be awesome, right? It's running the business that just drives me crazy. Yeah, right. And uh, if I could just if. if if I was a philanthropist, nobody would pay for lessons. I would just have the doors open and we just going to teach yeah, and not have to worry about money. And unfortunately that's not the case. So I see that you're putting out there now. Do you, now, is it a chore for you to work every day? Are you doing it every day? Or are you just doing kind of three, four days a week? Right now it's just weekend, like Friday and Saturdays, but Friday I'm going to increase Saturdays. that. Yeah. Especially for uh-huh. holidays coming when I have like holiday specials and stuff like that. But right now, yeah, I have it two days, but I will expand that. So I think we have somebody else, right? Uh, isn't it Raul's girl? Um, she has Jessica. the same last name as you do. She has the yeah. same last name as you guys, yeah. right? I think she does cupcakes or something to that effect, right? She, she does, does like everything, baking, yeah, cake, yeah. cupcake, you name it. It's, she does amazing work. Yeah, she's in Florida. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, it, it's it's awesome. I can't wait. So our event that we're going to be doing, let's tell everybody when that event is. It's going to be the January 6th and 7th business book camp. Yep, that's here in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. And there are still general tickets available. And also, I believe Amelia said there's about two sponsorship opportunities available, which real quickly is a four day ac- access pass and your logo on the banner. You have access to the pre event, the post event and those two days in between and uh, three minutes on stage to share who you are and what you do. So, you know, if you're interested in, you know, becoming a sponsor, reach out or general tickets, 197 or going up actually to 297. So that was our price for the regular VIPs. 
uh, a couple months ago, and the VIPs are sold out. So, yeah, but that's yeah. Be so, how many, pe- how many people you think we're going to be having there for this event? Oh, at least 150, if not more. Yeah. yeah. See, I'm looking forward to that because we're going to get. Um, I think I got, I think I got about 25 copies of a book that's going to come. Mm-hmm. Luckily yeah. you guys don't let me get on stage. I'm going to, I'm going to smash some things for people. We'll have some fun. Brick uh, <laughs> uh, that's, that is something that uh, it's funny. I'm going next week to do some brick breaking because I haven't oh. done it for a while. Right. I only do okay. it once a year at a Christmas parade. I'll put maybe uh. 10, 15 bricks up and I'll smash them. And you know, but I haven't done it in a, in a sequence where I can, you know, cause I do some fun stuff, right. You know, mm-hmm. I'll put glasses on and we'll have the rock music go. I think Raul will be there doing music, right? Oh yeah. He's there. Yeah. So yep. I'll be able to, you know, uh, yeah. Let him know what you want. Please. Yeah. I do it to great mm-hmm. balls of fire sometimes. Right. I'll get oh. up there and I'll put the glasses on great balls of fire and I'll have my cut off sleeves and, and have a big time. Like I'm still back in my twenties, even I'm in my sixties. Um, that's all right. That'll but be that's fun. Gonna be, that's going to be a fun time. So. Oh, yeah. We're all right. Forward. So, Daniela, we're kind of past our hour a little bit. I want to be yes. respectful of your time. We spoke about your book. We've got yeah. your events that you've done, uh, events that are coming up. Mm-hmm. If there's anybody else that wants to get a hold of you, if you're in, what city are you in if you if they want to try your food? Where Where is that at? Yes, I'm in uh, Cherry Hill, New Jersey, but, you know, the, in the surrounding area and even Philly. So. Yeah, so yeah. you guys are Philly. So, uh, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm coming in specifically early. I don't. I don't know if you guys know this, but I am a Rocky fanatic. Oh yeah, who is? It's my favorite movie. <laughs> Love it. I, mm-hmm. I watch it almost every time I fly. If Rocky, believe it or not, they have Rocky on quite often on the mm-hmm. on the airplanes. Mm-hmm. I will watch Rocky on a flight. I love the original and the end, the Rocky Balboa. I love Rocky and Rocky Balboa. You know yeah. what I mean? Those are my those are my favorites. You know what he is as mm-hmm. an older guy and just like, yeah, life right. Mm-hmm. And so I'm doing them steps, even with my bum knee. I don't care if I have to do it one at a time. Going. Oh yeah, we're things. doing it. Mm-hmm. I'm doing. Really already so. let me know. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna. That'll be, be I'm, cool. I'm definitely doing that. So. Awesome. All right. So I'm gonna let you guys go, and uh, I'll have this in audio format here by end of day for you guys. I was uh, now that the book's finished on my side of it, I have time to do the other stuff that I got to do. So I'll make sure this gets edited. I'll have it out in audio. You guys share it with your family. If you guys are looking for food in that area, you guys hit up Daniela. If you guys are trying to write a book, okay, called uh, Co-Author Network, you speak to them about what that's going to look like. Are you guys going to launch it? Can anybody come in at any time with Co-Author Network and and not be part of this? Are you guys waiting to launch another? Like, oh, no. This is a group. Anybody can be part of Co-Author yeah, Network. Yeah, they can join at any time to get their book done, you know, whenever they, they, they want. It doesn't have to be part of our live launch now. Right. Mm-hmm. So do you think that's something you guys could do on a yearly now? Is the business book camp going to be a yearly event? Is oh, yeah. Is that what you guys are planning? It is, yeah. We had our first one last January, and now, as you know, the second one this January. So, most likely every January. Yeah. So this is the second one. What'd you learn from the first one? That's going to make the second one better. Um, I'd say, well, probably even promoting more. Like we have been, we have been really, and we started early. We started right after that January one was over. We started promoting and selling tickets. Like we're almost going on a year now that we're promoting this. Back then. I think we did it in a matter of a few months. 
So that was huge. And we had a great outcome. I mean, it was a great turnout, but yeah, you learn some things. And also that one, we served food a little too late in the day and people were just like chewing their arms off. So we're like, yeah, okay, we're, <laughs> we got to serve food earlier. So this is a whole different venue and it's going to be awesome. We have breakfast, lunch, everything. So it's going to be awesome. All right. Well, that sounds fun, man. I'm looking forward to it, guys. We're yeah. going to have a, we're going to have a big time. I'm looking for, uh, I'm looking to get my hand wrapped around Emilio's neck one more time. We're I'll be get there that with picture. the camera. Yeah, we'll get a picture of it. And, uh, yes. and Jose. Oh, definitely. We'll see if we, and I want him to wear his little gold print shoes while I do it. So that's what I'm looking forward to. <laughs> oh my God, Mark, funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. I oh, sure appreciate you guys, man. I love you guys. Uh, thank thanks you, for Mark. having me part of your family, and we'll talk real soon. Okay. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye bye. You've been listening to Real Talk with Mark Cox. Real life, real topics, real conversation. We're passionate about motivation, fitness, self-defense, weight loss, and coming at it from a real angle. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. And we hope you had fun. We know we did. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit us up on Instagram and Facebook at MarkCox100. Make sure to subscribe and review. And tell a friend or two about the show. For more, hit up the website at markcox.com. Till next time, keep it real.